by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. It's time for The Rush with OU color analyst Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. Got a question or opinion? Sound off on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Or call the Riverwind Casino call-in line at 405-329-9000. Live from the Buffalo Wild Wings studios, it's The Rush with Teddy Lehman and Tyler McComas. You know, I, I'm really going to kind of stay out of it. I heard some comments. I heard Coach Sampson talk about it's in the, the Texas fight song that OU sucks. I heard that in the in Coach Sampson's comments. So I, it's definitely a part of it. We felt it there last year when we played. Holy cow. Did we ever feel it um, there? Uh, I know that lyric is only in, I did a little research, it's only in when we play Texas. They alter the, the, the that lyric when you play te- the OU uh, Texas game. So, you know, I, I don't really want to get dragged into it. I know for us, um, we're excited about this game tomorrow. I know it's a part of it on both fan bases. So let's just let's just not let's just say what it is. I mean, they get it here. We get it there. I've been at the Red River rivalry where it's half and half and walking around the fairgrounds. I mean, it's... Both sides are giving it to each other. So you just hopefully, what you just hope for is it stays safe, that it stays, you know, that a, a, a great rivalry, you know, and no one crosses the line in that great rivalry. That's what you hope for. You know, you don't want to put, you know, everybody sit there and like this in the rivalry. It's, it's awesome. I've read, I've read River the last couple of years, man. It's awesome. I've been there in their, their new arena last year. Awesome. All right. So both fan bases, passionate. We're going to give it to each other. Just not crossing each other's lines. Do you think Porter Moser should uh, go up into the stands when they play down in Austin and rant post game about how classless it is to say OU sucks in their fight song? Yes, and then comment how on uh, everyone in Austin smells like weed in the arena. Yes, those two things. I hope he does that. Oh man, dude, we're going. We're uh. We're going right into tip, so this is a glorified pregame show for the Hoops game tonight. Going to be awesome. Guy from Parts Unknown says, well, he he mispronounced shootout. He said Red River Rivalry, and that's that's hard to say, man. Like when you're when you're kind of going and you just try to throw in a Red River Rivalry, uh, you you can trip up on that. And he tripped up on it a little bit, but you're right, guy. It's the Red River Shootouts. Um, it should always be. The Red River Shootout. I don't even know what it's called now because they change the name all the time. It's not Red I River know. Shootout anymore. Is it Red River Showdown? Is it Red River Rivalry? I'm not real sure. It's OU Texas and Red River Shootouts. I guess just call it yeah. OU Texas tonight. 6 p.m. on ESPN. It's a wideout. OU minus four and a half. And even though OU's playing really well right now, Texas is not. Is this whole horns down thing the major storyline going into tonight's game? I I think it is. Yeah. Well, I think so. I mean, it will be it will be as the game starts and maybe as it ends and in, in depending on what happens if there's anything controversial uh while the game's being played, but my guess is I Uh, it's probably going to be at at the wildest right before tip, right? 
and right after, like the first, you know, couple minutes of the game before everyone kind of settles in, sits down, and kind of settles into the game flow. And then as you start to gear up for the finish, maybe it gets dramatic, whatever, that's whenever it's going to crank back up. Well, yeah, unless you have about a 12-point lead with around a minute left to play, that's normally when you hear the student section, like if they're playing Oklahoma State, for instance. Little brother! Like, so, what awkward chant, if this game is wrapped up with a minute left to play, what's the awkward chant that the student section could yell at the Texas bench to get the best reaction? Oh, you know? That's a good question. It's kind of hard to know. You have to, I, the best chant is one that kind of grows organically throughout the game uh, by maybe the appearance of one of the players or. A guy that has a bad night shooting, maybe throws up a couple of air balls. It it can't be something that's pre-planned. It's got to be organic. Pumpkin spice! Like their their school colors, pumpkin spice. You can throw out something like that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, hopefully that's, they. Ca- that's that's it. Hopefully they come up with something clever because I know we got uh, about an hour to talk about this thing. I guess I'll go ahead and spoil it now. Uh, I know OU's a four and a half point favorite in this game, but I think this crowd's going to be incredible. I think OU is playing well and heading in the right direction. I I don't think Texas is. I do think we have a scenario tonight, Teddy, where it's a minute left to play. And the game is over, and we're listening to hear if the crowd or the student section has some hilarious chant uh, towards Rodney Terry. I think OU's going to play well tonight and not win this game by, like, 20, but I think OU's going to win this game by 8 to 10 points. Yeah. I feel, I feel, I feel good going into tonight. Yeah, I, I feel pretty good about it, too. Now, you do have to recognize that um, – you know Texas is coming off of a really nice home win, but that's kind of the best game that they've had in you know a mix of not playing really well, and it was probably nice for uh, Ronnie Terry to get that the whole horn inverted horns situation behind him and get a nice win, but they're not going to be a, be able to ignore it whenever they show up in Norman. Yeah, it just was it's probably happening right now during shoot around. <laughs> I would I hope so because the five dollar <laughs> beers are going on right now from five to oh, six. Yeah. yeah, can't get charged up and throw horns down during pregame. Then uh, then when can you? So yeah, I if think Porter's isn't he? Uh, he's he's an hour out from the game. He's typically serving beers, isn't he? I I think he does. Yeah, you you don't see the guy. Um, he he's got like the the band around his neck and all the beers in front. You don't really see that as much anymore, but that's him right now, with the with the cool hat on. Now look, man, it was a it was a bad look for Rodney Terry. I didn't see very many Texas fans, if any at all, really stick up for him last week. It, it kind of felt like no. one of those where the entire country was laughing at him, and Texas fans were, oh gosh, man. Why'd you do that? Don't, no, yeah. don't do it. <laughs> don't make us have to like defend it or like, don't put us through this. We didn't ask like, for this. We got to go through this crap again. Like, oh gosh, that's kind of what, what I felt like. So will it determine his job status at the end of this year? I, I don't think that that's going to be the case. But it does feel like to me that they made an emotional hire. And I'm going to guess that they probably move on from him. Uh, maybe not at the end of this season, but the following season after. It, it just doesn't feel like this is going to work out for Texas. But, at, you know, I say that, 
they were in a t- pretty tough spot last year because what the whole thing happens with Chris Beard, and that happened during the middle of the season, correct? Like Rodney Terry took over in the middle yeah. of the year, and they go on, they get hot, and they win the Big 12 tournament in Kansas City, beating Kansas in the championship game, and then they make it all the way to the Elite Eight. So yeah. Yeah, like they didn't really open it up from what I understand and really take a look at the best candidates. They just promoted him. Um, so they, they kind of was in a tough spot there, but it just feels like it was an emotional hire and one that maybe they're starting to regret a little bit. Yeah. You think um, you think deep down they're, they're hoping this season washes out and they can make a hire that they really want? Probably, yeah. Instead of one that they were kind of not necessarily forced, but – you know, with the way things played out, you had to give him his opportunity. You know, kind of felt that way. I'm so. sure he's one of those guys where he was beloved by the fan base last year, and everyone was really rooting for it to work out. Like that's the fun story. Chris Beard gets mm-hmm. fired. He leads the team to a Big 12 tournament title and a Elite Eight, and then they really take off from there. I'm sure that's what they were hoping for, but it just doesn't feel like that's going to be the case. Yeah, doesn't feel like no. that's. The reality of the situation I agree. there. Now, have you watched much Texas this year? Uh, yeah, I watched them win on a buzzer beater against Louisville, who's not very good. I, I I've watched them a few times. They won during on like three or four play. buzzer beaters this year, haven't they? They won at Cincinnati a few weeks ago, late in the game. Max Asmus, his last name, and, and you'll remember him from ORU. Last name is spelled A B M A S. But it's spelled. It's pronounced Ace Miss Max Ace Miss. Huh. He's the one. He, well, he, he's their dude, and he's the one that, if they're in a spot like that at the end of the game, that's where the ball's going to. Yeah. Well, um, I don't know. I I guess you you need McCollum to have another nice night. Like that's he's he's your guy offensively. Um, he's fun to watch too. Uh, love the handle he's got. And you know, I, I thought the front court played pretty pretty good considering the size they're up against uh, with Cincinnati. And I don't know what Texas's front court looks like. Are they? I mean, they usually have some big athletes there. Uh, do we match up okay? I think yeah, they, they match up okay, and they handled Cincinnati I- inside um, last week. I mean, yeah. they'll have a, a guy like Dylan uh, Dessou, who's a really good player for them, Dylan Mitchell on, on the inside. He's what he's got eight point six rebounds this year. So I think yeah. OU should should hold up okay. This is not KU's front line that they're taking on tonight. Like I said, Max Aismas is their guy. Just under eighteen points per game. If you can slow him down, contain him, you're going to be able to contain Texas for the most part. You should be in good shape. Um, a potential yeah. question I have before we get back to the text line on this game is, and, and maybe this is nothing at all. And I'm not saying that I even believe this. It's it's just honestly a question because you and I keep talking about the crowd tonight. We expect the crowd to be great, energized, throwing the horns down. And you know the players know that coming in. Oh, it's going to be an awesome crowd tonight. All this horns down drama. Our fans are going to be pumped up. Is there any way in a game like this that the home team can come out a little bit too excited and maybe don't play their best basketball for the first 8 to 10 minutes or so? Is that a concern at all for you? Um, I mean, I think I think emotion early can be a problem. Um, but 
like you would hope that they have played enough games like against top opponents, some of them in some tough environments to know that like you kind of get the same high or adrenaline rush whenever you're playing in a big environment. It doesn't matter if it's home in front of your fans or on the road in front of uh, your opponent's fans. So I think you're prone to the same mistakes, maybe trying to do too much, trying to go too fast, trying to push in some opportunities whenever maybe you shouldn't push. Um, Like If you just calm down and let the game come to you and use it as, as an advantage instead of something that, like gets you out of what you're best at, what your game is, then, uh, you know, typically it goes the right way. But, yeah, I would say absolutely because it's like it's it's the same response in your body, right? You're getting the same adrenaline rush. It's just how you manage it. Uh, Clinton Tulsa says, I've had my fill of close, disappointing losses to pumpkin spice wearing Ooh, you hurt my feelings with the horn down gesture, Texas fans. Channeling my portion of Sooner Magic to Javian and uh, uh, Javian and McCollum. That's from Clinton Tulsa. Yeah. Nice. Peyton says, I, I love like that, that we're calling it the inverted horns down. Yeah. The chant tonight from the 405 should be just like football if they get up late. That's a popular one. Zach from the 405 yeah. says, no chant, just complete silence. Nothing but the horns down. Yeah. Nothing more intense than uh, uh, 10,000 silent as opposed to 10,000 screaming. I get that. I like that. Uh, 318 in honor of the Texas coach. They should play jump around pregame and let the crowd do the horns down. I think they should take the square off of the backboard and tape up a – inverted longhorn where the square typically is well oh you'll use the backboard and i'll be wearing out the backboard if that's that's what you put up there that's right any other uh grand ideas sooner lisa from ba says they announced before the ou texas game this year that it's officially the red river rivalry i do remember that sooner lisa that they announced one i just couldn't remember which one they announced it to because we've changed it so much throughout the past 20 15 20 years or so yeah. So I just say Red River Shootout, no U Texas, and just keep it at that. That's right. That's right. Hopefully, we get some good signage in the crowd tonight too, uh, from the uh, the student section. Oh uh, yeah, they, they've they've done a really nice job this year. Um, they're back in town. The students are back in town. You're gonna get uh, you're gonna get a good performance from the student section, and that wasn't really the case before Porter got here, and he's really tried to make it a point to get the students involved. I think he's done a really good job of that. Like, he acknowledges them after every single game. He's clapping and yelling at them after big wins. So, I I think the team being better has brought more people out. But Porter himself has done a nice job of, you know, really trying to do everything he can to get the students out. Yeah, it's it's been a while, I think. But, what was it, last year or maybe the, one year we got, like, you remember when we got the, uh, the big fist? Uh, from like he was, what game was it they won and he was, was all was amped Alabama? up on the sideline? Was that what it was? Maybe that's right. I can't remember one of them. He was just he was psyched there and got the, went right over to the student section. It'd be nice to get one of those tonight. Yep. All right, quick timeout. Final hour of the rush rolls on here from Bob Moore Nissan in Norman. 
Sound off any time of day on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line at 405-651-3439. Knippelmeyer Chevrolet in Blanchard, USA. There are trucks, then there's the truck. GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate. GMC Sierra, not just any truck, the truck. GMC's continued commitment. And a better deal for your life, health, home, or auto insurance policies. With their help, it's easy to find a better insurance solution. Let them help you search for the best coverage for your needs. Give Rightway Insurance a call today. 405-607-6014. That's 405-607-6014. To get better, more affordable home and auto insurance. That's Rightway Insurance, your insurance advisor. Like always, they're so talented. There was a reason why they were picked in the top 10 or 15. I mean, and they're starting to play like that. That win over Baylor was super impressive. Uh, you know, on paper, the, those two are the best, the best in the backcourt, you know, Max Adams and Tyrese Hunter. Um, both of them are very, very fast. Both of them can really score. Then I think they got one of the hardest matchups in the country at the center. Dylan DeSue, who was playing so well for him last year, you know, he can shoot the three. He's... He can shoot the three, he can post up, but he also can drive it from the perimeter. You know, not many centers have those three things in their bag. He does. Um, just really, really good player. But they're obviously just extremely talented, athletic. They they try to blow up everything on defense. They're going to try to deny us everywhere. Uh, Dylan Mitchell, 6'8 wing, is on all the draft boards in the top 20 picks. He's so long and athletic, we can have it. We've got to be on our game in transition, and we've got to be on our game in the rebounding. There's Porter talking about the matchup with Texas coming up in about 35 minutes in the LNC. OU Texas, 6 o'clock on ESPN. OU a four-and-a-half point favorite. Basketball power index on ESPN gives OU a 71% chance to win the game tonight. Also on Bracketology, which was just updated, uh, Bracketology has OU as a five seed in the NCAA tournament. If a five seed was offered to you right now on January 23rd with a lot of basketball left to play, easy question here, would you take it? Yes. Yes, so would I. I'd take it and not think twice about it. Yeah. Even though that that's often one of the more dangerous matchups, right? I think it is the most dangerous seed yeah. out there for first round, yeah. Yeah, um, but still, I I think I would take it um, because I I don't I don't sense us fading. I you know honestly I think that I, I I sense us perhaps gaining some momentum and some strength by the end of the season. Uh, the more this team gels, um, but I guess I mean you never know what could happen, and you know these games are going to be difficult to win no matter what. So. Yeah, I'd lock that in. That's yeah, fine. I, as would I. Um, five seed is a dangerous seed in, in the tournament. We see upsets there basically every single year. But to go from not making the tournament to being a five seed, you, you take that all day, and that means that you're going to have a really good conference record as well, which could be five and two in, in a week's time. Uh, you got two home games this week. You win both. You're five and two in the league, and you're already sitting in a pretty good spot, but – you could really be sitting in a good spot going into the month of February if you could win these two games this week. But I'll go back to what we said in the opening segment of the show today. It's a rivalry game. 
Texas has had success here the past few times. They played in the LNC. So all those things are factors, but it just feels like it's one of those games that, all right, OU, if you're for real, if you're a good team like we like we think that you are, you don't drop a game like this to a team like that at home tonight. You you, you go and take care of business. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Um, when it, when Do you know the last time we beat them at home? Oh, geez, it's uh, – it's been a while. I remember they hit a half half court shot a few years ago at the buzzer to win, which was just awful, terrible. Yeah. Uh, that was that what that one point win. Um, I'm looking back. I'm all the way at uh, 2019 right now. They won four lost. in a row here. Is that is that the number? Yeah, the 2019-2020 season we lost uh, 52-51 at home. Let's not have another one of those type of games. 405, you know Texas is going to have it all figured out tonight. They're going to look like a top five basketball team. Boy, yeah. let's let's hope not. Uh, last time we beat them was the 18-19 season at home. Last time we beat them at home. Let me say Jeez. that clearly. <laughs> Yikes! Yeah. Let's go ahead and in that streak, please. Yeah. Uh, is, Big Chris, uh, Big Chris, who is truly seven feet tall, says, I'm ready to go. I've got my horns down shirt on. I will give you uh, a brand new $5 bill if you can guess who OU's leading score was in that game. 2018-19 season. $5 bill, you say? Yeah. If I can guess? Yeah. Um... It's not Trey Young, I, I don't think. Um, so That's I, I right. Get, it, it is right. No, no, it's not Trey Young. Okay, I I have I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Was Aaron Kalichta on that team? I think he was already gone before then. Who who, who was it? Christian James. Yeah. I'm, I'm, okay. All right. No five bucks for yeah. me, I guess. No five bucks for you. Had nineteen. Nice, nice night. Nice night. Yeah, buddy, hit a. Um, uh, that Final Four year, Buddy hit a key three against them very late in the game in a low-scoring game because that team, obviously that year could score a lot with the guard play that they had, but that was one of the more lower-scoring wins it felt like they had, and Buddy hit a massive three at the LNC late in the game to win. What Was that, was that the 15-16 year? Yeah, 63-60, Hild had 27. 27 in a, in a massive three, yeah. yeah, yeah, late in the game. So let's uh, let's snap the losing streak tonight uh, against a team that you're a four-and-a-half, uh, five-point favorite over and just keep the momentum with the fan base because the uh, the fan base is feeling this team right now. Uh, two and a week last week just continues to get the excitement up. And, and like I said, I, I think that they'll get it done, but this is just the time where everyone's like, all right, let's, let's turn our attention to basketball and when you've got a good team, people show up, and you do have a good team right now. So, And I think, man, for a lot of people, this is probably going to be their first time to see this team tonight. 6 o'clock yeah. on a Tuesday night at the LNC. For a lot of people, this will be the first opportunity to see this team in person. So put on a good show and go get a win. Give them a reason to come back. Yep, yeah, it'll be cool. Looking forward to the wide out. That's going to be awesome. Um, should be a good game. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be a good game, though. No, Honestly. It, it doesn't have to be at all, man. And I would much prefer that just to just to blow them out. Go blow them out. Go blow them out. Go stomp on them. Uh, nothing wrong with that at all. All right. 
Let's hit a quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We'll hit some text messages next. 651-3439. Quick timeout here from Bob Moore Nissan in Norman. A true Sooner fan wouldn't be caught dead without the KRF app. Join the Army. Get the app. Tell your friends. This is The Ref, where diehard Sooner fans listen. Fowler Automotive is proud to be a part of your community, where our passion and values lie far beyond the showroom. We believe that families, sports, art, and culture are at the heart of every thriving community, and it's important to us that we help build the communities that our dealerships call home. Stop by any of our six Oklahoma dealerships to see the Fowler Standard hard at work. We pride ourselves on being friendly, helpful, honest, and fair. This is what drives us every day. Fowler Automotive, a proud... Seamless. I mean, you don't get that many points. I don't care what level of you, if you don't know how to put that ball in the hole and see it go in the hole. Tremendous confidence. Watch them at the end of games. You know, you can go back to Louisville, um, to even West Virginia. They lost that, but he had like 12 in like two and a half minutes. Um, obviously, at, at uh, Cincinnati, we just saw that one that he did. But Max has just got so much confidence, plays with a great pace. Um, he can get his shots off at, at any level. He's, he's done it and uh, seamless. You know, moving to the Big 12, he's, he's one of our premier guards in our league. Porter Moser talking about Max Asmus for Texas, leading scorer for the Horn, 17.7 points per game, transfer from ORU. And apparently we have a special guest tonight at the LNC. The best commissioner, our commissioner, SEC commissioner Greg Sankey, will reportedly be at the OU Texas Hoops game tonight, huh? I How hope they show that? him and they give, he gives a rounding applause. Everyone gives a rounding applause. Our commissioner, Greg Sankey. Yes, I love it. Um, I get, It's a question I just I have to ask. Does Will OU fans know who it is if they show him in the, in the stands? No. <laughs> They'll have to uh, put the... Put the they'll have to uh, ride it in there on the on the shot to so everyone knows who, who it is. Who is that? What's it say? Who SEC commit? Oh hell yeah, that's who it is. It's old Sankey. Hell, I mean, it, it is an SEC game after all. Isn't he a Bama fan anyway? I'm sure, maybe some of that'll be going on. That's pretty cool though. Yeah, should be a nice little atmosphere for him. And I believe no, he was he was at the OU Texas uh, football game this year. That's right. Soaking right. it all in and taking in the experience. and Because wasn't that the deal? Wasn't Sankey, didn't he call Brett Yormark to make sure it was okay that he went to the OU Texas game? And then maybe Yormark didn't even show up for it this year. Yeah, that's probably, that sounds about right. Uh, and he witnessed a great one. Yeah, that was, atmosphere was awesome. Football game was great. The back and forth uh, game. That was awesome. Yeah, no, it, it was. I, I just he he got to see a classic, but I think there was a story of he was walking through the concourse and OU and Texas fans did recognize him, and they were just like the story was detailing the random things that were said at him, like nothing really bad, just the random questions that were asked to him and and all that. So, Greg Sankey yeah. had been pay, had taken in some OU Texas before they enter into the league. That's pretty cool. Chris in Chicago says commish cam just show random dudes. Commish Cam. <laughs> show, I'm telling you, man, I show Bob Stoops tonight before, during the game, and I think that Bob's going to throw the horns down if, you, if given the opportunity. 
You know, whenever they do the, um, like, they'll just randomly show someone on the on the jumbotron or whatever, and they down their beer. They're, yes, like they're forced to down their beer. Aaron Rodgers couldn't do it. David Bakhtiari of the Packers could always do it. Yeah, you know, if you're on the inverted Longhorn cam, like you're kind of pressed, you're you're pressured by the crowd and everyone doing it to throw it down. You think. Sankey would do it on the inverted Longhorn cam. I think he would do it. Then throw the s- horns down. Slam a shot of rock and roll tequila while he's at it as well. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. What if Bob just pulls out a shot of rock and roll tequila, slams it, and throws the horns down? He's already sure. a program guy, but that'd be legendary. I think he'll probably have a, a mango tequila margarita going on down there. Don't you think? <laughs> I mean, I really, I really hope so. Um, this is for the text line, as uh, we're about, what, 22 minutes away from tip-off in the LNC. Let's get the hate going, because tonight is a little bit about hate. Tonight is about uh, soft Texas getting upset about the horns down. But when you think about your most hated Texas basketball player of all time, who's the first that comes to mind? Now, we'll take text on that, 405-651-3439. It's also on our Twitter and Facebook pages as well. So I'm going to go down the list but while the texts are rolling in on Twitter responses that we have from OU fans sounding off on their most hated Texas basketball player of all time. I would like to mention that the photo attached with this question is indeed Kevin Durant while he was in yeah. Texas, okay? Um, Perry Thomas says Gabe Manecki, and it isn't even close. We're going to get a lot of Gabe Manecki, and we have. Sooner Todd says Kevin Cupcake Durant. (laughs) Lance Cummings has the same answer as I do. TJ Ford, we couldn't stop the guy. Yeah, and he ruined Hollis Price's senior night. Hollis Price, Qantas White, their senior night, final game of the regular season. Texas comes into the LNC and wins. And in terms of regular season losses – Especially as like a kid, that was maybe the toughest regular season loss I've ever encountered in my OU basketball fandom. Texas yeah. and those guys ruining Hollis and Qantas's senior night and coming in and winning that game at the LNC. I've never forgiven TJ Ford for that. I couldn't stand him to begin with. TJ Ford is 100% my most hated Texas basketball player of all time. Yeah, that's a pretty good one. I got to tell you, I, ca- I can't name – very many Texas basketball players right off. Really? Now, I remember them as, as you guys are naming them. I'll remember them, but I, no one really sticks out that I just couldn't stand. Boy, you, so you didn't – man, you, you've had a good life, but you didn't get to or have to live through life hating Brad Buckman that they had down <laughs> low, guys like that. <laughs> Or Damian James, or Royale Ivy, and PJ Tucker, and just some of the Brian uh, Broderick. They, like Texas, my my entire life has always had a big guy, a big white guy inside that you just you cannot stand. The, yeah. Brock, Brock Cunningham's only about six foot five, but he's the guy on this team that I can't stand. Dude, we make fun of Alan Bowman for playing forever. We make fun of uh, some of these other players in college football for playing forever. I swear Brock Cunningham has been at Texas for 10 years. I'm convinced yeah. that he has. Well, he may uh, in this day and age, he may have actually been there for 10 years, uh, the way things go now. We've got a 
nine-year football player out there. Yeah, uh, I don't know. I guess, you know, at the time when Kevin Durant was there, it was – that was frustrating. <laughs> I mean, he was, was he was only there for one year, though. One year, you know, it was and, a good and, one. And, like, um, so, so like, when, when I grew up hating Texas, back, like, T.J. Ford was – like, those group of guys that I disliked, I mean, they were there for a few years. And that's why even college basketball is – so much different now than what it was. Like you still got two to three years to really hate on someone before they walked out. Yeah. KD being only at Texas for one year, you, you didn't get to uh, hate him as long as uh, maybe you wanted him to, uh, yeah, or you wanted to. Right. Christian Chicago says Tom Penders because blank that dude. Uh, <laughs> e Freaky from Illinois says Tristan Thompson gives us fellas a bad name. Big Chris yeah. says all of them. LOL. Kevin Durant, blank him, TJ Ford, a lot of Gabe Manek, a lot of Gabe Maneckis, and a lot of Kevin Durant uh, on the text line right now. And and no, I, I did see uh, Tom Penders, but I have not seen any um, Rick Barnes on here. And at least for yeah. me, like how I viewed Rick Barnes, I didn't like Rick Barnes, but I almost viewed Rick Barnes the same way I viewed Mac Brown during those days. I hated Texas. I couldn't stand Texas. I didn't root for those guys to win. But there was something about Mac Brown. Maybe it just wasn't – you didn't fear him. I, I didn't hate him as much as other Texas coaches. Maybe that was the same, but I never hated Rick Barnes as much as some other coaches in the conference while he yeah. was at Texas. Yeah. No, I that that makes mm-hmm. sense. I get it. And, you know, it was still – I remember whenever they, they let him go, it was like – Really? Because um, he had been like super consistent for them, and oh, they've yeah. been, and it, it took them a little bit while a uh, little while to bounce back, and then they thought they had their guy, and then obviously that situation didn't work out. So they're still kind of on the hunt since uh, they let Rick, Rick Barnes go, aren't they? Yeah, and uh, he's done some nice things at Tennessee. It feels yeah. like he's been at Tennessee for a while now. I think he has. He's done some nice things there. Max done some okay things at North Carolina, so th- those two guys were there at the same time when I was growing up. They go elsewhere and they have some success, and kind of for basketball and for football, it, Texas for a while was kind of searching for their next big time head coach when they yep. let both those guys go, which is which is interesting. Yeah, um, that's funny though. I mean, everyone it, they had their their most hated players locked and loaded and ready for that one that's funny oh they did who, who do you consider OU's biggest rival in basketball is it is it Texas like it is in football or does bedlam basketball mean a little bit more around here or is it Kansas it's not Kansas um i i i wish i could say Kansas but if we haven't beat them in their house in 30 years, um, like if we would use that on someone else to say that yep. you don't qualify as a rival. I And I agree. I just heard people say that Kansas is OU's biggest rival. That's the only reason why I bring that up. But I don't think they are either. I mean, I, I don't know. It's I, Texas I, or Oklahoma State, but, but which one? I, I think it's probably got to be Texas, doesn't it? Bedlam basketball is pretty good in the early mid two thousands, but so was Be- or so was OU Texas as well. Yeah, I mean it's got it, there's got to be, I mean, it's it's got to be 
good recently too. I mean, I, I'm not saying it has to be at the height of the rivalry, but I mean, Oklahoma State hasn't held up their end of the bargain, and I'm not sitting here chirping like Oklahoma basketball has been great the last five years. It has not. Um, but, I mean, I, I'll say this. I wish it was Oklahoma State. I think I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lean towards Texas being the biggest basketball. Right? I, I can definitely see the side for Oklahoma State. Um, but, like, it's just, yeah. it's Maybe it's by the decade. Maybe the answer changes uh, depending on what decade it is. Like, who, who's ebb who's and good flow during to it. that time? Yeah, right? There's definitely an ebb and flow to it. Um, but I, I, I wish it was Oklahoma State because I think like, that is the like, – we were talking earlier about the OU-Texas rivalry is, is somewhat mellow. Um, you know, and, and obviously some people were talking about Commerce Street back in the 80s and stuff like that. Like, that's the mellow one. The Oklahoma State rivalry feels like the not mellow one, you know? Yes. Like, that's, that's kind of the angry one. Yeah, it is. 615 says OSU is it in basketball. 580 says it's got to be OSU. Texas hasn't really been relevant since Barnes left. Yeah, but yeah. I, I think since Rick Barnes left, Texas has been a better basketball program than than OSU has. I mean, they made the Elite Eight last year, and – When's the last time Oklahoma State made the Elite Eight? It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It has been a while. Um, I mean, it, it looks like they're both perhaps going to go through another overhaul uh, sooner rather than later, unless something changes. And maybe it does. Yeah. I don't know. Well, we're about 12 minutes out until tip-off. We'll, yeah. uh, we'll do our final score predictions coming up next. Text line, you could send yours in as well. But starting to get some uh, video from the LNC, the student section is there, and it's overflowing into neighborhood sections. So that's very good to see and very good to hear. The students have showed up for this one. Love it. Love it. All right, quick timeout. More from the rush coming up. We will wrap things up next. Here from Bob Moore, Nissan in Norman. Stay tuned. This is the Ref Sports Radio Network. There are trucks. Then there's the truck. GMC Sierra, with available features like the V8 engine, the ultimate luxury interior, and of course, the available world's first six-function multi-pro tailgate.